0: Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 99. I'm Killian Vigne. And
1: I'm Zoe Bilil Springer. In this short episode, we'll be looking back at Forest FM's 10 most popular or most downloaded episodes of 2018.
0: So, grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe.
1: Good morning, Killian. That's 2018 wrapped. Isn't it crazy to think about that it's the second full year of the podcast?
0: Second full year and we're coming up to 100 episodes now, so we're just one off. We've been talking about it for a while. We didn't know if we were going to get it landed, (laughs) but uh, I suppose no fear, no doubt, we're getting there. We're getting there, which makes Live at the Salon Owners Summit 2019 our 100 episode.
1: Yes, in just a few couple of days. All right, so let's kick it off with the uh, number 10. We're talking about reviewing your salon's business strategy from reports to results. And this was episode 59. It was the uh, one of the first ones of our 2018 year of, of Forest FM and it was in front. It was the first time we were doing the, the podcast in front of a live audience. It was uh, the day at Inside Forest
0: the very first time yeah and now we're only two a week two weeks away from doing the second one
1: yeah it's gonna be so much fun so this one is all about reviewing your your results from the previous year and how you can use reports to actually set yourself up for the year coming and we had uh, we were joined by Jenny Lawson from Mimosa Beauty in the UK we were joined also by Paul Davey from Davey Davey and Hairdressing Live and last but not least Sean O'Sullivan from our very own customer success team at the time now I know he's he's now moved around and in, in a few different roles since but uh, yeah he even had a stint in australia since
0: <laughs> and now he's back doing data for us
1: yeah so we'll just play a few clips and uh, move on to our number nine
0: business is evolving
2: all the time technology is evolving all the time so we have to move with it and there's one thing that is is more apparent to me and even even in yesterday's um, presentations was um, like customer service right so customer service is a massive massive thing so how do we evolve that and change that?
3: For us and for me, my team it's just nailing team. Like we have a really good nuclear team and it's just how do we how do we get better? How, how are we happier at work? How do we make sure that what we're giving people is the best that we can possibly be? Because we are the best that we can possibly be in terms of our attitudes and looking after ourselves.
4: The salon trend summary and also the staff trend summary. It gives them a really great breakdown month by month of what type of clients are coming to you and then what color services are coming through, how much of your technical services are coming through, and break it down then at the very bottom into revenue per hour and cost per hour and contribution to the salon for me it covers the three most important things Are are you giving good service so clients coming back into you are you generating revenue and are you profitable for the
1: business
0: So the next clip we have then was episode 82 back in August. And this one was with Jennifer Swain. And it was about the importance of social media in the salon industry. So who is Jennifer Swain? Jennifer Swain has spent 20 years in the beauty industry. She's owned and managed salons before. And what was so interesting about this episode is Jennifer Swain has decided to essentially make a career swap. Now, I know she's still in the beauty industry, but she's focusing a lot of time on digital marketing and has even become certified on digital marketing. So this one was all about creating a narrative for your brand and promoting beauty services online. So really good episode because it gives you that mix between expert digital marketer and salon business owner as well. So here's a few clips from Jennifer.
3: The whole point of social media is not the hard sell. Obviously, you have to post if you have special offers or if you have something new in the salon, you know, but that's more about educating. So so the, the... the whole point behind social media, in my mind, is it's to educate, to entertain, and to give people information and to have interaction between you and your clients. And then that's when social media really works. Whereas if you're always just about the hard sell, um, people will get bored of it. I would always tell people that you have to educate and entertain. Make sure that your staff 100% understand the tone that you want to put out there on your social media because tone is very important with regards to maybe some salons, you know, like a spa type salon, want their tone to be all about the relaxation and the luxury and, you know, all that end of things. And then you might have a salon like my current salon where it's very casual and it's, it, it's buzzy and, you know, and all that tone comes across very strong on social media
1: off the back of that number eight in our countdown, Jared Roberts uh, on his journey as a hairstylist and working at fashion week events. So I remember this one pretty clearly. I had just flown to New York to meet Sinead for an event, uh, a modern salon event that was, um, it was actually like an influencer event that they were hosting in New York. And Jared Roberts was there with R&Co and he had a short presentation throughout the weekend. And um, I just couldn't, I I, I couldn't, miss out on this like i i heard that he worked on fashion week events and i was like how do you even get into that to begin with right i remember just chatting to him afterwards and just literally telling him like we have a podcast we'd love to get you on the show would you want to talk about your experience and like how you got to working on to fashion week events and uh, and so he did and we had this really interesting chat with him got to get to know more about his his life story essentially and it was uh, to me it was mind-blowing like it's I can't even start to explain the episode because it's his life story the best thing you could do is to actually just take an hour out of your day and listen to the episode and just smile
0: and here's a few clips from jared roberts himself
4: the reason why people who are at the top are at the top is because they've got decades of experience under their belt you know and they've made all of those mistakes every job every client I have a a level of pressure. And you know, I thought I was I thought I was unique in that. And then I worked with Garen and and Garen has, you know, had a forty year career that that is just spans so much. He's got a thousand covers of vogue. and like all this, uh, he's done absolutely everybody and worked for absolutely everyone. And he's so talented and so professional. But to be on the other side and to, like, prepare for these jobs with him and realize that he has his own version of this and that that's like a natural part of the process. Um, and then I think it comes from a place of just caring about what you do and wanting to put out good work.
0: So that brings us to number seven. And bit of a surprise one, especially following on that great story from Jared Roberts. This one is a lot more serious now and is about...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember the headaches around that one.
0: So what is GDPR and how can you prepare for it? So up for discussion, what is GDPR and how can prepare for it? It was episode 62 and it was back in February. So that was February, March, April, May, three months before this was even kicking in and it was still one of our most popular. So who did we have on the show there? Well, we had no better man to talk about it than our very own head of marketing Connor Keppel because Connor Keppel had already hosted a few webinars around this topic he'd contributed towards a GDPR ebook and i think he had some input in the GDPR website that we had as well so did. we brought him in to chat a bit of information about it and here he is
5: so there's kind of two parties that are really responsible in GDPR um There's what's known as the controller and the processor. The the processor is the tool. So if you look upon Forest Salon software, we're storing data, we're allowing people to collect data, we're allowing salons to collect the email addresses and medical details or whatever of of their clients. So it's our responsibility as a processor to be, you know, to provide the salon owner with tools that that can be used in a GDPR compliant way. Then the salon owner is what's known as the controller. So the controller is the person really that's actually using the data. So, for instance, you know, you can collect something in a GDPR compliant way, but obviously that doesn't mean that, you know, that you don't have the responsibility. It's on, it's on you to make sure, for instance, that if people are not opted in for marketing, that you don't send them marketing. So Forest can help you opt them in properly, it can do all that. But that doesn't mean that uh, it's not your responsibility as a salon owner to use that data in the correct way.
1: And then coming in at six, we had Rowena Doyle on visual merchandising in the hair and beauty industry. And this was episode 69. It was in April. It was also part of the 30 Days to Grow special interview series. And this episode literally was, we, we couldn't catch Rowena at the summit. And so we uh, we reached back a few months later and said, you know what? Your workshop was amazing. Everybody was engaged. Can we get you on the show to talk about visual merchandising and it, it, it was just it was part of the 30 days to grow. First, I think it was the first week and the first week challenges were all around visual merchandising, you know, placing your products and and making sure that people were aware that you actually had products to sell and stuff. So it was, it was really really good to have her on at that moment specifically. So without further ado, a few clips from that episode.
4: In terms of like product you know if you want people to buy product you know I think now as I said like yes you can have little testers out of stuff but you've got to think more creatively yeah because you know everyone does that um so if you're really a, an expert in it you know how can you you know really go out and maybe buy really special jars and make it look really kind of you know really like appealing and so people almost like it's like when you, when you want people to kind of almost live in your retail space. Like that use of space now being kind of almost like we want to break that rule book in retail. So it's not just for your main um, product that you sell or service that you sell. But what could you add on to that to make people come there for that and then maybe buy your product or use afterwards? So hospitality and retail is definitely merging.
0: So now we've reached a halfway point. Back in February fifth, this episode aired, and it was episode sixty-one with Sad Islam, and it was on strategies for retaining employees and minimizing turnover. So who is Sad? Sad Islam is the CEO of HC MedSpa, an award-winning chain of luxury beauty clinics in North London and Hertfordshire. And his whole thing was he actually approached us on this topic, and we thought it was really good. Basically, he was telling us that the staff he's had have been with him for years. He has an absolute minimal staff turnover. He's managed to retain them for so long, which he attributes to one of the biggest successes of his business is that he doesn't have to keep spending time hiring and re-recruiting. So he shares some really good strategies in there. Like one thing I took from it was upskilling, always giving your staff the opportunity, always giving your team the opportunity to upskill and learn where necessary. So here we go. A few clips from Saad here.
6: Look, if you're changing staff you know every two, three months, I think that's a problem. I think that as an employer, you're doing something wrong. I think also the clients will see that. The clients that you're trying, working so hard to get, they'll see that straight away. And um, um, a good amount of time is, is, you know, two years on average, I think, you know, is a good amount of time really where you've you've someone's come and worked for you? They've spent two years and and maybe then they find that it's time to move on. But I think a minimum of sort of eighteen months to two years is is, is a good show. We very much work, and I think everyone should work on a very much almost a partnership uh, basis where the you know our, our therapists that come in, we are very transparent with how well they're doing. Uh, We make them look at their targets, look at their sales figures, so they understand that, you know, I'm doing really well for the company. Therefore, are they doing well personally? Are they being well rewarded on a personal level?
0: Next up, we have is the fourth most popular of 2018. This one went to air on April the 18th, and it was the third installment of our special 30 Days to Grow interview series. This one was with Gavin Hoare on customer experience and acting like the expert you are. So, for anyone that was at the Salon Owner Summit 2018, they'll recognize Gavin Hoare as one of the keynote speakers. He's referred to as the Salon Maitre D, um, which is basically the master of all salon managers. I suppose his skill set is like him being a people person mixed with this background of spending years in the hairdressing industry, which has brought him to the position of managing the ultimate super salon with 90 staff and 1,200 clients per week. Oh, and uh, 250 innovative hair and beauty treatments and services. That's what they have to offer. So this place is huge. So what does he talk about here? Again, it's it's customer experience. That's the main thing he's talking about. And we have it here in Forest what we call the first impressions is how do your clients feel when they walk into your salon? Do they walk in, see everyone's busy, get acknowledged by no one, no eye contact, and are left sitting on the couch reading a magazine waiting for their turn? No, he talks about changing that, all up, and also acting like the expert you are. So really believing in you, who you are, your skill sets, and your team. So here's a few snippets from Gavin.
2: But my team are dealing with up to 4,000 calls a week. So quite often clients will come in, they're on headsets, booking appointments, they're busy and they can't actually speak to a client. But there's ways you can communicate through body language, making eye contact, a nod, a smile, a simple someone will be with you shortly, shortly take a seat. And, And ultimately, it's just really people taking ownership. I don't you know, it's really giving the autonomy to any member of your staff, whether they be a first year apprentice or the most senior member of staff, that they have to take ownership of their part in the client journey. You know, if someone comes in the door, that's stage one, and how we meet and greet them can leave a lasting impression. And I just think you have to give your team the autonomy to deliver. It's quite simple, but they have to know that they can do it.
1: Coming in at number three then was the episode we did in March, late March, March 19th. It was episode 67 with Nicola Sharp on salon experience and preparing for GDPR in the UK. And I remember your face when I was like, we should have someone from the UK on the show to talk about GDPR. And you were like, why? I don't get it. Like, it's not even good. Like, it's not supposed to affect them. And I was like, no, but we should ask if it's like, how do they feel about it? And Nicola was all up for it. And she, uh, she actually did prepare for GDPR, like fully. And she saw it as an opportunity, if anything, because... No one really knew what was going to happen with Brexit, and still nobody really knows what's going to happen with Brexit. But with GDPR, it was like we don't know if GDPR is going to affect them as well. And as salon owners in the UK, they didn't know. And if anything, it was going to be a law or some sort of legislation that was going to be just as rigorous and just as tough, I suppose, on on businesses to comply with. So. Nicola actually just went on. She's a salon owner of the award-winning salon Enhanced Beauty and Spa in Pennyquick. And uh, their mission is all about providing the best salon experience. So she took GDPR as an opportunity to enhance their salon experience with their clients and deliver, you know, show clients that they cared about them and that they could trust them with their data and, and, and stuff like that. So it was really, really good. It was more like a open discussion vibe, I suppose,
3: for that episode,
1: but it was definitely eye opening at the time. So here's a clip from that
3: episode. We've got potential clients that follow us on social media for months before they step through the door. So we need to meet all their expectations when they do, so that when they see us online, they come in and they know exactly how their business is going to be when they walk in. So they're all the small things that we do that essentially adds and enhances your experience when you're in the business. This is an opportunity for us to build more client trust to what we have already. For us just now, GDPR is an ongoing task within the business, and every day it brings another question from my team, which is great because they're asking the questions that essentially clients might ask. Listen, I'd be naive to think that our clients don't already know about GDPR. Some are dealing with it within their own businesses and workplace, so we want our clients to know that we're a credible business that we can they can trust with their personal information.
1: And then number two, second most downloaded episode of 2018 was episode 72. Uh, This one was recorded and released on April 23rd of 2018. It was David Barnett on charging what you're worth. So the spiel for this one was like, you have the technical skills, but are still frustrated with a mediocre paycheck. And I mean, it, it, it just... It was a great opener for the conversation because at the end of the day, um, we realized through the 30 days to grow challenges and stuff that a lot of people from the hair and beauty industry were actually scared to raise their prices and lose customers over it. Where David literally came in with an amazing formula, everything was, you know, defined to the dot. like it was literally, this is what you need to do and calculate To know if you're ready to raise your prices and if you are ready then no one's ever going to complain.
0: And the formula he shares in that episode is worth listening to it alone.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I'll play a few clips from uh, from it here just now.
0: A lot of
4: salon owners and stylists are fearful of raising their prices, right? They are actually more fearful than the guest. you know? I mean, They've kind of got this thing in their head that if I raise my client, if I raise my prices, nobody is going to come in, right? Or everyone's going to be so upset with me. And if I keep them low, I'm going to be packed. And just that is not the case. I'm just throwing numbers out there. But let's say it's a thousand bucks or a thousand euro a month to keep the lights on. Well, if your average ticket then is 50 then how many clients have you got to see? Obviously, you know, if it's if it's 1,000, you've got to see 20 clients, right? Which, of course, wouldn't be hard to do. So you're seeing one a day, you can afford to keep the lights on. But, you know, if it ends up being four or 5,000, then, you know, obviously the numbers are a lot higher. But you need to have that
0: number. It's so crucial. And this brings us to number one. So the top episode this year, which ironically was pretty much a year ago when we recorded it. This one was with Steve Martin and Tabitha Coffey on Salon Success live from the summit. So it was episode 57. Between their talks just before and after they both went on stage, we managed to get a few minutes with them in the green room to give, I suppose, a bit of uh, information into their talks that day and how what they're talking about can be introduced into the Salon. So with Steve Martin, he talked about the six principles of so first science of persuasion and how they could be used in the salon and Tabitha coffee down. We threw Tabitha a bit of a curveball once. So this one was about boot renting in the industry and we wanted to get our thoughts on it, which actually had some surprising feedback on that one. So without further ado, here are some clips from both Steve and Tabitha's Fox Pops on the day. Recognize the moments. Um, and
2: the moment being that when they're in your salon, they're mm-hmm. not in a supermarket. The moment they leave the door and they go out, that, that's it, it's gone. The differentiation can't be between the products because they're exactly the same. So the differentiation needs to be the messenger. So in this case, you know, who, would you, who would you be more inclined to, to follow the lead on?
5: A lot of things don't cost money. So you can elbow grease it, clean it, you can paint it, that's kind of cheap. I would put the money on the big ticket things. I think a great um, software system is really important. You can't function your business well. And to me, it's the foundation. When a client walks into a business, um, you know, if it's Tabitha's, they're coming because it's Tabitha's. They're not coming because Mandy rents a chair and John rents a chair and Joseph does his own thing, right? They come for the name of the business and the brand that's built. And I think that's what
1: people still have to remember. So there it is. That's 2018 Wrapped, the 10 most downloaded episodes of 2018 on Forest FM for the second full year of Forest FM it's crazy to think about it i remember the first very very first episode in that little conference room that we had and now we're all set up in in studios with mics and this and that and we're just like i don't know i'm just amazed at the growth of it it's insane but listen uh, that's it for us this week which episode was your favorite this year let us know drop us a comment maybe drop it in the reviews on iTunes something we want to know what what kind Kind of episode you're into so that we can cater for that next year as well otherwise have a wonderful week guys we'll catch you on episode 100
0: all the best